I'm inviting you to join me for one of my favorite classes that I'm hosting the third week of June, how to plan, create, and execute a month of social media post in one day. Now, I have to tell you, this is my absolutely favorite class because people get results in real time, and it's been over a year since I've hosted it. Now, even if you've attended this class before, you're going to want to register for it because the team and I have completely revamped the class, and if you attend live, you're going to have the chance to win a private one-on-one coaching session with me. Yes, you and me in a coaching session. So learn how to create 30 days of content so that social media can be one of the easiest things you do for your business, not the hardest. Save your seat at jasminestar.com forward slash plan content. Or if it's easier, just send me a DM on Instagram and I will personally send you that link. Y'all know that I respond to my DMs. Now let's get started with the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show, a conversational business podcast for business owners chasing their wildest dreams. If you follow me on social media or you've been a longtime listener of this show, you probably know that JD, my husband and business partner, Luna, my daughter, well, we all moved in to our dream home last year. So for months, we spent weekends packing belongings, deciding what to keep and when to purge from our apartment. So we had lived in a home for six years. We decided to buy a fixer-upper. And then during that process, we got placed for adoption with our daughter. So we couldn't live in the fixer-upper. So we moved into an apartment and it was a tiny apartment. So what do we do with all of our boxes? Well, in this apartment complex, they had this like basement area where you could actually pay to rent space for storage which if you don't live in an apartment, it's basically priceless. Like you have like a storage facility in the basement area. So we rented another room, which is just crazy to think about space in California. Like you're paying rent on an empty room to keep your stuff. It's bananas, but we lived in that apartment for like two years. Goodness gracious. We had packed everything in our house. We pretty much just left it in that room. So imagine looking at a room two years and wondering why, like, why did I keep that one thing here? Why did I pay two months rent to keep this random stationary bike? Please, let's, let's just not have any judgment. Okay. And shout out to U-Haul. No, they're not sponsors of the podcast. Actually, I don't have any sponsors of the podcast. However, did you know that if you purchase packages of cardboard boxes from U-Haul, you can return the ones you don't use. Come on. And you want to know what? It's cardboard. It's not so great for the environment. When you're done with the boxes, you could return them to U-Haul and they'll recycle them. There you go. This is what this business podcast is about. Cardboard boxes. No, there is a point. There is a point why I'm talking about this. So I had to kind of set the scene because it was in one of those days last fall that we were, you know, working at home in order to make a really big move in November. And I began cleaning out a lot of my work supplies. So I'm, I'm a lover of pens and paper and writing handwritten notes. So I was testing which pens were working. I was packing all of these notebooks where I doodled and I journaled about my goals. I was folding up laptop chargers and phone chargers. I literally have a Ziploc bag full of chargers, which drives my husband crazy. I'm like, no, 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 we can't throw that charger away because it probably belongs to something. To which my very logical husband would reply, 
to what? If you could tell me what this belongs to, we'll keep it. And I was like, uh, I don't, I, I don't know quite yet, but I'm sure I need it. <laughs> anyway, so it was during this time that I came across the first piece of marketing material I bought for my business. Well, actually, I kind of made it, but still, it was like the first piece of marketing. So it was a photo album that I used to show work to potential clients. Now, at the time, this is 2006, I felt like I was growing. I I wasn't sure exactly how I was growing, but I knew I was growing in some capacity. I I felt like, man, if I had a wedding album, like if I had an album to showcase photos of my work, well, then, then I would be legit. So I went to Aaron Brothers, it's an art supply store, and then I bought a book with empty pages and I bought these corner stickers and I printed my favorite photos and then I made a photo album, like the kind of photo album you make or that your parents made when you were a kid. Oh, okay. And in the front of this, in the front cover, it has like this little tiny people. It was like a people. And then I stuck like my first, I printed out my first logo. And then I stuck my logo in that little people hole. And like my logo was, it was scripty and it was italicized. And right there it was on the cover. And I was like, I'm legit. Oh, I'm just thinking about this. Just thinking about this homemade marketing material. So I flipped the pages and I came across some of my very first photos that I had ever taken and I learned a couple of things. One, apparently I thought that shooting an entire photo session with a fisheye lens was cool. It's not, okay? Like, it's not. A fisheye lens, like, think of it, everybody, do you know what a fisheye lens? It's like, you put this lens on your camera and it's intended to shoot very, very, very wide scenarios. Now, if you're standing at a far distance from something and you use a fisheye, it's kind of cool because you get a very wide view. But very much like a traditional eye of a fish, the minute you get up close to something, it distorts everything. The edges get super distorted and rounded. And then the the thing in the center, which was often the couple, got really big. You guys, it looked like a bunch of cartoon photos. Lord have mercy. Number two, at this time in my career, I also let clients wear sunglasses at engagement sessions. Okay. (laughs) Why? Why? Well, actually, I think I know why. Guys, specifically, they didn't really want to be at this engagement session. I was a new photographer. They were just like, get it over with. And I think I was too intimidated. I was too scared to say or ask, can you please remove your sunglasses? So I didn't. I just kept quiet. So side note, lesson I learned, never be afraid to speak your mind when it comes to starting your business. Okay, so amongst other things, Let's, you know, 10 years later, I began to discover who I was, not just as a photographer, but as a creative entrepreneur. I look back at these photos and I literally, it's palpable. I feel my awkwardness. I feel my noviceness, like oozing off the pages. I look at this and I'm like, oh, you poor girl. You had no idea how bad this was. I was trying to learn my craft. I was trying to develop editing skills. I was trying to understand my camera. And when I look back at it, I realize that I was too afraid to enjoy the process. I wish I can go back to myself in 2005 and 2006 and 2007 and 2009 and say that 
It's okay to let your guard down. It is okay to trust that things will be okay. In fact, whenever I am on podcast and people will say, Jasmine, we're ending the podcast. If you could just end with one piece of advice, what would it be? And I'm telling you, every single time I say the same thing, everything will work out as it should and it's going to be better than you think. Everything will be okay and it's going to be better than you think. And I say that to anybody who's willing to listen because that's the thing I would go back and whisper in my ear in 2005 and 2006 and 2007 when I was so desperate to start a business. Because starting a business or starting a creative venture, it will always feel awkward and difficult. And I felt very alone. I felt like it was just awkward and really difficult for me, but it's not. We have all been there. And I think that at the time of this recording in 2022, there will come a time in 2032, 10 years from now, where I would want to come back and give myself the same advice. It's going to be okay. And it's going to be better than you think. Because if I had to start the same business over again, it probably wouldn't be as awkward and it probably wouldn't be as difficult. But here I am trying to start a new type of business and I'm just going to be honest with you, it is so awkward and it is so difficult. And there are days that I feel overwhelmed and there are days that I feel flat out scared and there are days I feel really responsible for the people on my team. I want to do right by them. I want them to have safety and security. I want them to be inspired with the work they do. I want them to know that it is hard and it is worth it. And then I feel like whatever the outcome of this business, I feel responsible. And I think me 10 years from now would tell the me of today, it's going to be okay. And it's going to be better than you think. Okay, let's go back. I didn't finish the story. Okay, I'm in, the, I'm in this storage facility. There's these tungsten lights hanging overhead and there's dusty boxes. And let's not forget an inversion machine. Okay, an inversion machine. <laughs> Do you know what an inversion machine is? It's like, it's like a flat, it's like, oh, it's like a seesaw. But you strap your feet in and then you lay down and then the inversion machine puts your feet above your head. So they think of this as like a seesaw. So you lay on a seesaw, but then your feet go above your head and then you hang there like a bat. Okay. Why? Why did I think that I was like, you know what? We need a storage. We need a storage this inversion machine. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, next to the inversion machine and the stationary bike and the furniture I could not let go of, I was skimming through the pages of this photo album and it reminded me that humble beginnings are good. And I'm going to say that humble beginnings are the best. The struggle defines your process and the dedication sharpens your skill. A lot of times we hide behind our perceived failures, right? It's things like, I didn't do that, I failed. No, but the failures lead to success. If we're willing to push forward, it would remain a failure. It would remain a shortcoming if you didn't get up and do it again. It's better to try flying than to simply Stand on the ledge and then you're like questioning all the reasons why you might fall. No, get out. Take one step forward. Jump and force yourself to fly. And how do you do this? You start simple. You start somewhere. You can start something new. So 
oftentimes as business owners, we're afraid to try something new. And maybe not you. I am. I look at something and I'm like, ooh, how long is it going to take me to do this? Ooh, how long is it going to take me to learn this? Ooh, how much is it going to cost me to do this? Those are poised as questions, but those questions for me are rooted in fear. But isn't that what entrepreneurship is all about? Like trying new things, making mistakes, learning from the mistakes, and then trying again. Like that's entrepreneurship. And let's not forget, let's add one in there, like doing all these things and then getting punched in the gut. You know, like let's add that. That's, that's the industry we got in y'all. So I believe in this so much that social curator, software developer, Daniel, he's the best. You're probably familiar with Daniel because we recently discussed this topic briefly on a recent podcast called Crypto Curious Part 3. So I want, I want to just snip this tiny bit of our conversation and then we'll take it from there. Here we go. I have to let people know at the time of this recording that I have received multiple messages. Something, this is actually a quote, what a shame. You should stick to social media. I'm unfollowing. And this was coming from a person in the text message community. And so when I saw that, it was, it was a big sigh of relief. It was a blessed release. Why? Because I've been here before. The world ebbs and flows. There are highs and there are lows. And there are people who are meant to be on the journey you're on for a short bit of time. And there are others who are meant to be on your journey for a prolonged period of time. If there are people who are dissatisfied or upset or frustrated that I'm talking about something that is in direct opposition to their safety, they will let me know. But safety is a form of mind. People feel unsafe when they are challenged or when something new comes along. I have chosen at every point in my career to remain strategically unsafe a little bit of the time. It's in that free fall, it's in the unsafety that allows us and breeds for exploration, that breeds for curiosity, that breeds for innovation. I will tell you that if I am not talking about something new in one year, please unfollow me. Please unfollow anybody who is trying to maintain or keep the status quo. My objective to to remain relevant as a CEO, as a founder, as a leader, as a content creator is to explore and make mistakes publicly so I can look back and say, what did I learn from that? What can I share with you? At this point in time, in 2023, I could look back and be like, that five-part series was such a friggin' mess. Wow, what an idiot I was. Or I can equally, with just as much possibility, if not more, if I'm being honest, look back and be like, that was the start. Good for you for not knowing what the heck you were talking about, but being willing to talk and create and iterate and show. And if at the end of this five-part series, you're just like, I still hate crypto. I'm not about NFTs. Good. You have an opinion about it. Before you were just like a headline runner. Now you're like, it's definitely not my thing. Good. We did what we wanted to do. This has been an adventure. It is an honor. It is a privilege. I'm going to, Daniel, anything else? No, honestly, I was just thinking, I can't possibly follow this up. That was like the most amazing way to frame like if you are not innovating if you if you don't feel scared you're not innovating Mm, who who does not love this guy see i wasn't kidding i've been fired up about this topic for years because i truly believe that you need to try something new in order to determine what's right for your business and like daniel said if you don't feel scared you're not innovating and I'm going to add on to that. I'm, I'm going to add on this one thing. If you're not innovating, your business is not just not growing. It's actually falling behind. 
Because the best businesses are always, always trying new things. And then they're learning from them and they're trying again. So if you know that you're trying to do something and you're not innovating, you're not like, oh, I finally took a deep breath and I'm just going to park it here for a second. No, because there's other people who are doing what you do who are innovating. And by the mere fact of them innovating and trying new things and testing, they're moving ahead. Even if their test didn't work the way that they wanted, they still know more. They still learn more. They will now do more. Oh, oh, oh. Did I, I, you know, I don't even have this on my notes. And I feel like I don't even want to say it, but I feel like the things that I know I need to say that feel really heavy to say are things that I need to say. So 2022, I have been challenged by a mentor to make a list of new things that I will try. And then we keep a scorecard for the things that didn't work. Wait, I asked her, are you telling me that I'm going to keep track of the time, money, investment, energy, and team bandwidth that I'm going to put towards something? And if it doesn't work, I'm going to keep track of that like openly? And she said, Yes, and you're going to celebrate them. You're going to celebrate everything that didn't work. And it was such a mind flip for me. I'm going to celebrate everything that didn't work because we had the luxury of trying something. We had the wherewithal. We had the desire. We had the courage to try something that didn't work. And yet we learned We learned something. We might not have got what we wanted, but we learned something. And that knowledge and that learning is worth something. If not now, then in the future. Now I get it. If you're listening to this episode and you're like, Jasmine, I know I need to try new things. I just don't know what to try. Okay, okay. If you want to keep track of everything you're going to try this year along with me, here are some ideas to get those wheels turning. Now I understand they might not apply to your business. Not all of them. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a lot of ideas. We got to, we got to choose one. I really hope that you're going to hear one or two of them that will make you think, huh, I can try that. And it's not just enough for you to say, I can try that. You then have to start taking action, messy, scrappy, scary action. Okay. Are you ready? Here are some things for business owners, just like you to try in 2022. Number one, I want you to get uncomfortable really, really uncomfortable. Why? I'm so uncomfortable right now and I could really use some friends, okay? (laughs) I'm like so uncomfortable. Let's all be uncomfortable together. The worst thing that you could do as a business owner is staying within your comfort zone. So try something new that makes you uncomfortable. Okay, so here are some ideas. Try Instagram Reels. You're like, no, anything but that. No, y'all, in 2022, if you're not creating Instagram Reels for your business, you're not growing on Instagram. Period, the end. Charlie Pooch or Charles Pooch, I call him Charlie, it's like we're friends. Adam Oseri, the top one and two of Instagram have come out and just said, it's reels. That's it. You want to grow and you want to get seen and you want exposure, it's reels, period. Now, at the time of this recording, Instagram rolled out a feature where you can see what feed, you can choose a feed that you want. So maybe this might change the over-indexing of Reels, but at the time of this recording, it still appears that Reels is the front runner. And you're like, Jasmine, they just take so much time. And Jasmine, I feel so awkward. Well, why don't we look at this as an experiment? If you try it and you feel awkward and people are responding to it, oh, we got uncomfortable, but we got the results. 
Another way to get uncomfortable, idea number two, pitch yourself to be a guest on a podcast. Pitching is awkward, you guys. It feels like rejection. I can't tell you how many times not only have I pitched for myself to be on a podcast, I have asked, I have invited people to come on my podcast. And in both of those situations, I have been told no. I have been told no a lot. And it doesn't feel good, but you kind of, sort of get used to it. After so many people say no for so long, you're like, okay, I'm learning how to get better. And the no, it stings less. So pitch yourself on a podcast because speaking on podcasts is a great new thing for you to try, especially if you've done it before. Podcast, the entire industry of podcasting is skyrocketing in growth. And there's so many more listeners now than there ever have been before. So when you're pitching, be sure to emphasize your expertise what's in it for them, like what's in it for the podcast hosts and their listeners and how it's going to benefit their audience. In fact, we have a really great podcast episode that I'll link in the show notes. This is where I invited my podcast producer, Christy, on the show and we walked through, actually she did because she's thinking brilliant. She walked you through how to effectively pitch yourself to a podcast. You guys, that's one of our favorites. Like It is such a resource. Please do it. Please use it. Get uncomfortable. Another way to get uncomfortable is to collaborate with another business owner. Some ideas for this are to run a joint giveaway. You could trade products and promote them on each other's accounts. You could uh, trade services with each other for equal value and then make stories or talk about it. You can co-host a virtual or an in-person event for both of your audiences if you feel like you're targeting the same people. Like There's so many opportunities to create win for both people. But again, every single one of the ideas that I have proffered to get uncomfortable require you to be okay with no. No, people are not responding to your reels. No, we don't want you on our podcast. No, I don't want to collaborate with you. And every time you hear a no, you feel like it's about you. And I'm here to tell you it's not. I have chosen to believe and I'm going to invite you to do the same. It is a whole mindset shift. When somebody tells me no, I don't hear it as no. I hear it as not right now. And I will continue to move forward and keep it as an open possibility. And I want you to do the same because it keeps us afloat. Okay, another another idea to get uncomfortable and to try things. Okay, so we had one section. <laughs> you guys, I'm trying to keep this. Like, I have all, I, this was like a massive brain dump. So, Christy, our podcast producer, and I, like, we have these brain dump sessions, and I try to keep it as organized as possible, like scribbling, like, okay, and then I want to talk about this, and then I want to talk about this. Another big idea, like an entirely different section here, is to experiment with NFTs. Oh, I know. I know you're annoyed. And guess what? I don't care. If you sit around my table at Thanksgiving, at Easter, on 4th of July, you're going to hear me talk about this stuff. Why? Y'all, I am so convicted that it is the future. So if nothing else, you're going to be like, dang, back when Jasmine was annoying me to be getting on some cryptocurrency and some NFTs. Yes. I know we have talked about cryptocurrency and NFTs so much on the Jasmine Star Show recently. So I'm not going to sit on this topic for long. But if you tuned into mine and Daniel's Crypto Curious series, you know that business owners in all different industries can create and sell NFTs for their business. So why not try it for yourself? Now, if you're not ready to quite create an NFT project, and nor do I suggest that that should be the case, it is really important for you to prepare for that time. 
even if preparation just looks for you like buying a very simple NFT, setting up a wallet, understanding the lingo, there's going to be opportunities. You don't want this language to be foreign for so much longer. Okay, I'm done. Um, another way, another way to experiment and get uncomfortable is run a social media ad. Fenaria reported that spending on social media ads hit $105 billion in 2021. That is a 15% increase since 2020. So there has been an increase in ad spending from businesses who are likely doing the very thing that you're doing. Over the last three years, spending on social media ads has jumped nearly 70%. It is now the nature of running a business. Do you need to? No. But are there social platforms that are truly allowing you to set a budget each day? Yes. And are you above setting an $8 budget, a $10 budget? I don't think you are. You never know how to get better at something. You never know the after effects of ads and how they will impact your business until you try. Another idea. Look at, I mean, I mean we have all these ideas, y'all. Start a challenge. <gasps> Challenges. You guys, I love challenges. I love challenges. I know I shouldn't mention this, but listen, I actually share things on the podcast that I do not share anywhere else. It drives my podcast producer crazy. Christy is our podcast producer, but she also works in our marketing department. And she also works at creating content for Social Curator. And she also works very closely with me, right? So we're very, we we go hard at each other, okay? We go hard. We like to make fun of each other. We like to challenge each other. And she gets so annoyed when I talk about things I shouldn't be talking about. And she's like, we have to keep things under wraps. And I'm like, listen, if you don't like it, edit it out of the podcast episode. (laughs) The reason why I, I encourage people to create a challenge is because I've hosted challenges in the past. They are wildly amazing for creating community and meeting new people. I mean, nothing's unparalleled. And we're all craving that desire to do things with people on the back of not doing many things with many people for over two years. And, you know, I'm going to do a challenge this summer. I'm not going to say much more. I'm not, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I want to do a challenge that is open to a lot of people to actually do something over the summer to market their business. Okay. I'm just, I'm I'm not going to say anything else. Just prepare your hearts. Okay. So I think that they're a fun way to grow your business and create community. And when we're talking about creating communities, it could be around a common view, like how you see the world, a common belief. I think I should be doing X and I want to do it with other people or a problem. I want to lose this. I want to save that. I want to do this. Okay. Whether you start a fitness challenge and you're a personal trainer or maybe a five-day goal-setting challenge and you're a business coach, whatever the case may be, if you really want to increase engagement and grow your business, one of the best ways to do this is by inviting your followers to participate in a challenge. I, I promise you, the people who are your followers and then decide to participate in a challenge, they're not your average follower. Those are going to be your right of dies and those are the people you want to invest in. It's really, really, really good. Okay, another idea, you know, getting comfortable is to get vulnerable, like trying new things this year, right? People buy from people. And I want you to try sharing new things about yourself or your business that you haven't shared before. In fact, I understand firsthand how uncomfortable it is to get vulnerable and share personal things. And I had a conversation with a user of Social Curator and her name is Sherry. And Sherry had said, like for months, she joined Social Curator and she was carefully watching and she knew that probably she should share a little bit more about her story. 
but she didn't want to. She was afraid how it would come across. So Sherry, one day, decides to share a post on Instagram about her origin story. Now, Sherry and her family moved up to Seattle, Washington from California. And Sherry has always been an advocate for equal opportunity housing. And she moved to Seattle and things fell through and she didn't have a place to live. And she could not on her own afford to live in Seattle. So there she was without a place to live with her children and nowhere to go. So Sherry slept on the floor of a shelter and the shelter gave her children these rollout mats. And as her children rolled out those mats and as she rolled out her mat, she looked at her kids and she said, this can't be, I can't do this. And when she shared that story of her being homeless and not just following her dreams of becoming a realtor in Seattle, because she did, because she's determined and she's fiery, that would be a great end of story is that, oh, she goes from homeless to being a successful realtor. It wasn't just that. Because Sherry, on the back of sharing that story and on the back of creating content where she is, yes, a realtor, very successful in a luxury market in Seattle, she still desires to be an advocate for equal housing opportunities. And it was in that very post on Instagram that her dream charitable organization, an organization that is based in Atlanta, Georgia, who advocates for equal housing across America, they reached out to her and they said, we love what you're doing on Instagram. We love that you're a realtor. We love that you shared your story. Could you talk with us about your ideas with what we can do with social? Can we work together to spread the message of equal housing? Mm. Sherry shared her story on the inside of Social Curator and I got to know her. And I think to myself, that is the power of being vulnerable. That is the power of letting yourself, your imperfections and perforations be seen. That is the power of you showing up in your integrity, also running a successful business, and then inviting other people to see you where you are and support that. Friends, getting vulnerable is uncomfortable. It is something new to try in your business. So there you have it. The importance of trying new things in business and some tactical ideas to get your wheels turning. Now I want you to remember, if you're not moving forward, you're standing still. And in business, standing still is the worst thing for your bottom line. I say this to myself before I'm saying it to anybody else. I would rather be moving and testing, getting not the results that I desire, but the results that I need. Because movement ultimately will build up a force to get us to where we want to go. Speaking of building momentum, speaking of getting to where you want to go, speaking of trying new things, do you want to try something new in your social media plan? Do you want to look at this year and be like, I am ready to do something else. I'm doing the thing that I love the most. I love teaching live classes. I love connecting with people. It's probably why the reason I love doing challenges is I get to connect with people and these live classes do the very thing. It is a movement, y'all. It is a movement of tens of thousands of people who join a live class. We get to ask questions. People come on camera. We do business coaching. We do workshopping. We do content creation. So this class is entitled How to Plan, Create, and Execute a Month of Social Media Post in One Day. And you can register at jasminestar.com forward slash 30 days. So in this class, I'm going to teach you how I batch content, posting in five minutes or less, and 
I spend a lot of less time thinking and a lot more time doing. Execute, execute, execute. Learn, learn, learn. I know you're going to love this class. It's actually one of the most popular classes that I've ever taught and people like watching it. So I want you to be there too. jasminestar.com forward slash 30 days and you are going to be able to cut your social media planning time in half, if not more. I will see you there live. 